as you begin that relationship with them at a young age, that continues to grow with them. Like I was just sharing with you earlier, my son is in his early 30s and he's still the pride and joy of my life. And of all the things I've ever done in life, being a mother is my greatest accomplishment. It's been my greatest privilege to do. And you know, our clothes will fade with the fashions, our cars will get rusty and old, but the children that we have will live on. And the lives that we impact, the influence that we pour into our child, that not only impacts them, but it, it impacts future generations that we've not even seen yet. So you want to make an impact. You're thinking about starting a business, sharing your voice. How do women do it that handle motherhood, family, and still chase after those dreams? We'll listen each week as we dive into the stories of women who know. This is Call Me CEO. Just this week, I was thinking about motherhood and how tricky it can be to know if you're doing the right things now to prep your child for their education in the future. My guest on today's show is a specialized doctor of preparing your child for early education. Her name is Dr. Mary Duncan, and her passion is to help mothers know that they are the primary teacher of their child's life and that it will change the trajectory of education forever, of what they experience with learning and their love for it as well, even the growth of their brain. So let's dive into this episode. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Call Me CEO. This is Camille Walker and today I am here with Dr. Mary Duncan, who is the author of Seven Strategies Moms Can Use to Support School Readiness for Their Young Child. And I don't know about you, but as a young mom and in the world that we have today, I feel like we are bombarded more than ever with all the world and the influence it has on our lives and the lives of our children, but also overwhelm of the busyness of motherhood and all the the roles that we share and the hats that we wear. So today we're specifically going to be talking to Dr. Mary about how we can be impactful with those small moments and how we can do that in a real way. So thank you so much, Dr. Duncan, for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And what a wonderful title. Call me CEO. I mean, mothers are the head of their household so many times, and they have such a tremendous impact on the lives of their children. Research shows that a mother can impact the size of their child's brain by 20 to 30 percent, which sounds incredible. But daily, even 15 minutes a day of one-on-one time with your young child using simple things from around the home can help to make an incredible impact when your child starts school. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear more about this. I have four young ones and my youngest is a kindergartner. And it's so interesting to see how each one of them has been so unique in their development, as well as had strengths and weaknesses. But for sure, the number one thing that stayed consistent is that taking time to connect with them on their level and taking time to bond with them has always made their ability to learn that much stronger. Would you agree with that? 
Oh, that is probably the most important thing is capturing the, your child's heart and bonding with them. Because as you begin that relationship with them at a young age, that continues to grow with them. Like I was just showing with you earlier, my son is in his early 30s and he's still the pride and joy of my life. And of all the things I've ever done in life, being a mother is my greatest accomplishment. It's been my greatest privilege to do. And, you know, our clothes will fade with the fashions. Our cars will get rusty and old, but the children that we have will live on. And the lives that we impact, the influence that we pour into our child, that not only impacts them, but it it impacts future generations that we've not even seen yet. So long, long after I'm gone, the books that I've written, like I, like I was sharing with you earlier, my son, these are things that I've been sharing with young moms groups for a little over 30 years. And my son said, mom, you have got to get those off the shelf and get them out there. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, I'll just keep sharing them one, you know, church at a time, one organization at a time, one mom at a time. And, but he said, no, you've got to get it out there to impact more. And our, my husband and I will be married 40 years coming up this May. And so over life, we realize that not only are we raising our own children, but we're impacting the lives of their friends. And so the relationship that you're building with them during those early years carries through. And anyway, it's so important. So excellent point to start us with. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. I don't know that I probably, you probably don't know, but I actually created a journal that's called time for us. That's for parents and children to do together. And it's for kids ages two through 12. And it's about spending purposeful time together and connecting our hearts, emotions, and imaginations is what I call it. And I think that that's so hard to do sometimes, but when we take a step back from it, it's really not that hard if we make the process easy. And that's what I love about your book is that it's simple strategies that we can do that don't take a lot of time, but have such a huge impact. So tell us about those strategies that you've implemented and what's changed so many lives for the better. Oh, that's sweet. You know, it's amazing that an ordinary day can be remembered throughout time. And you know, you were talking about the impact that we can make and our brains, and and I love to look at brain research and how children learn and and where exactly can we as moms make that impact. And, And I can go more into that on how we can do that. But our brains remember moments. They don't remember days. Our brains remember how we felt at a certain time. I'm thinking back to my son when he was back in second grade and he and a little friend were playing and they came back to the house and they grabbed a bucket and they ran back out to the yard and and, uh, we lived, there was a pond that was behind our house. And so the, the two little boys ran out to the pond and they came back and they had this huge bucket full of tadpole eggs, strands of them. And so we put those in his aquarium that he had in his room. And over the next several weeks, we watched the whole development of frogs. And I also learned a very interesting thing that if you don't get those frogs out, they will get out anyway. 
because I was vacuuming one day and one hopped out from under his dresser. So anyway, you know, we look at those now as a 30-year-old man, 33-year-old man, and we have such wonderful memories. A night that he and I got quilts, I love to make quilts too, we went out and watched a meteor shower. We wrapped in those quilts and sat on the front porch together. It was probably 4.30 in the morning. But those are the memories that we have to cling to. As we, as I get older, those are the things that I do treasure in my heart. So not only are we doing them for our, for our children to help prepare for school readiness and help to build those foundational skills. As a classroom teacher, um, my favorite grade was first grade and I loved uh, building that foundation, but I kept thinking, okay, if I go younger, I'll be able to even impact them more. If I go younger and younger and younger until I finally realized it's the mother. That's where I need to start. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started doing the research, got my master's and and, uh, finished up with my doctorate um, so that I could equip the mother. Because if I can equip the mother, she then can impact two, three, four children that she has. And then those radiate out to multiple generations. So you talk about the multiplication process. It starts with the mom. She makes the greatest impact. Teachers in a classroom can make an incredible impact, but we teachers, I also teach graduate school too, two teachers. So teachers can build on the foundation that a mother starts, but a mother is the first and most important teacher. I agree with that. It's, it's interesting too. I actually have an education degree as well. And early, I, early childhood education is a piece of that because I was a, I am a family consumer science education teacher. And so child development and all of those pieces of how it's sequential and a child can't learn how to skip until they learn to walk and they can't learn how to go up a stair every other foot until they learn how to go one at a time. And I think that it's so fascinating that it's line upon line. And so as a mother, if we know that, that each line upon line process that we teach them is making such an impact, I think that that emboldens us to want to know more and to have more resources. What do you think is your number one, um, maybe misconception or something that's an aha moment that you're able to teach mothers that really makes such an impact in the home on those, in those early years? I think when mothers realize how they impact their child's brain Mm. on a moment, just doing a simple activity on the floor with them, Mm -hmm. what it does is when our children learn it, the process goes through the five senses through taste, touch, hear, smell, and see. So as our children experience Legos, blocks, putting clothes on their baby dolls and snapping them, building with blocks, playing with sand, measuring, putting it in a cup and measuring it out. And it, it has a, the volume is full. All of those concepts solidify in the brain as a chemical reaction. As the a- activity is repeated over and over, a mylar sheath hardens and allows that thought process to go through quicker and quicker and quicker until finally they learn how to ride a bike until it becomes second nature. But they have to practice something over and over and over again until they master it. And when they master it, 
there's a feeling of self-confidence and pride in a job well done. So I would say that if a mother realizes where she impacts, it can be just a few seconds here or there, and realize that she can build that foundation like you're talking about. For example, as a classroom teacher trying to teach one of my first graders, and I remember this, she's she's a nurse now. She's mm-hmm. well into her upper 20s, almost 30s. But I remember when she was a little girl, her mother was a dear friend of mine. But I remember when she began addition, trying to teach her addition, she could not understand the concept that the number two meant something like two little bears. She had no idea what a number two meant. So for me to build on the concept of what addition was, two plus one would equal three, she couldn't grasp it. So I had to back down into the concept of one bear plus two bears equals how many bears. So for her, the learning process was slower. And so that's what I would love to help equip mothers to understand that if you can help your child arrive at school at a level that they are achieving and learning at one of the more accelerated levels, that's the peg that they stay on for the next 12 years. And then the emotional impact of where that peg is that they're on lasts a lifetime. Mm. So your time invested in your child 15 minutes a day impacts their whole life, literally. And so it's not to overwhelm moms with the, uh, the magnitude of the pressure because moms nowadays, there's too much pressure. What I want them to understand is it can be broken down into simple things using things they have around the house with a few minutes each day. And, and this is what the book covers. I give them ideas. And if they don't have, let's say, toothpicks for something, well, what do you have? Sticks in the backyard. Perfect. Let's use sticks in the backyard. But it helps to, I want to be that coach. I want to be that cheerleader on the sidelines that helps equip the mom and then cheer her on so that she can cheer her child on. And if we can help to build our America, our world, and help to equip children, then they can think better for themselves. They can problem solve. They can have those creative ideas because it goes down to play. And I'm not advocating to, you know, pull up another computer software or something like that. My idea is simple things that are around the home, engaging with the mom for a few minutes, and it impacts life. Hmm. I agree with that. I think that our learning process is so fundamental and our joy and love of learning is it is equipped in us so early on. I started my education at a private school. I had an older brother who was learning to read and really struggling. And so we, I ended up going to a Montessori school with him my first few years of learning and it changed my life forever. I knew nothing different at that point because I was a kindergartner and first grader, 
But when I look back to those years of learning how to read and learning how the world works, and my teachers were actually from Guatemala and El Salvador. So I had a Spanish happening too. And when I look back at it, I just remember having fun. Like it was explorative and it was, it was, uh, intuitive. And I think that there's so much of that in our society with education now that has been lost that intuitive play. And so I love that you're saying, take it back to the basics because it's through exploration that kids really develop and thrive and have that trajectory of educational success. I couldn't agree with you more. Learning to to love learning, um, enticing that curiosity. For example, I remember when my son was about three years old and, and we used to love on certain days of the week we would, I would cook some bacon and we would love these Eggo waffles. And so I'd pop them in the toaster and I'd cook some bacon and I'd put him on the, the counter next to me. And we always had in the cat, the, the counter or the, in the cabinet there, I had a white egg carton, plastic egg carton. And then I had these little, they're like little test tubes. And, um, I would put water with red one with yellow and one with blue. And then I taught him how to mix the colors in the white egg carton sections. Mm. And we would add a little bit more red with the yellow. (gasps) Wait a minute, that's orange. How did you do that? I thought you had red and yellow. And you know, just the thrill of seeing those things happen before their eyes. Those are our uh, treasured moments as a teacher, as a parent. Obviously, as an educator, those are the things that we live for. Those first times that they're walking, first time that we see a little tooth popping up, first time they turn over, um, all those things are cherished moments. And those are things that as moms, we can enjoy along the way. I also talk about ways to save those moments and uh, things you can make and put in a scrapbook. And yes, I still have my son's first McDonald's. Happy Meal box in a scrapbook, you know, just (laughs) little things like that or little books that you make. Um, You, as your child looks back, they know that they were cherished and it helps them to become more of the person they were meant to be. They know they're loved. They know that they, I mean, obviously they're going to have you know, their weaknesses as well. But as a mom, you're going to know your child better than anyone else. You may think that, oh, my child will be better off with a teacher. Well, teachers are wonderful. I was a teacher. I teach teachers. I understand. Teachers are wonderful. Moms are that first teacher and we can make that impact. And we are the ones that will know our child the best. We can advocate for our child, especially if they have some type of disability or some type of weakness that we need to compensate. And we're the ones that are going to know what their strengths are, uh, what their favorite color is. If I introduced a new activity, I would always start off with something that's orange. Uh, He loved orange. That was his favorite color. So if Orange was what I was going to do, and I wanted to show him how to use Tinker Toys, or or um, we would draw something or make something. If I used an orange marker, then I knew that that would bring a little bit more joy to him and have him a little bit more involved in the activity. So, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I keep going on and on. <laughs> no, I love it so much. It makes me think when you were saying the magic of the moment, I was just reading with my son this week, who's five. 
And he was really frustrated because he couldn't figure out how to read the word the. And phonetically, the word the is hard. It really is a sight word, you know, because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so I told my son that and I said, you know, it's really the word she, but it has a tricky T. You got to remember that tricky T because you know how to spell she and you replace the S with the T. And that was the one thing that like it flipped that switch where he was like, it is the tricky T, you know? And so we, it was kind of like this discovery and he was able to get it right on his, on his spelling test. And he was so excited. And I think that it was a moment, moments like that as a mom, where if, and if he said, Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. I say, yeah, you're good at this. You're just new, you know, and it takes practice. And I think that those are the life lessons that we can instill in the education process even as adults, right? We want to give up and say, I'm no good at this. Well, it's not that you're not good at this. You're new at this and you're trying. So I think that those are the magic moments that we as mothers can claim. And they really are beautiful if we can slow down and take the time to embrace them. Oh, I love that. You were talking about sight words. And as mothers, as we begin to become a student of our child and we look at what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. Let's just say, for example, a child struggles with spelling words and spelling is difficult for them. Let's say my son loves orange. So if I were to take a a cake pan and I took a box of orange jello and I opened up the package and I sprinkled it on the bottom part of the pan. And then I showed him how he could lick his finger and he could draw his spelling words in the dust of the gel powdered jello and then he he's smelling the letters he's tasting it as he's writing it so the idea is taste touch hear smell and see the more of his five senses that he's experiencing the more parts of the brain that it's impacting and then when he's done spelling that word he also has to do is shake it And then he does the next word, or he does that same word over and over. By becoming a student of our child, we can help to compensate for their weaknesses by figuring other ways to help them learn in the area that they learn best. And I I love what you were just talking about with the tricky T. Oh, he's going to say that, and, and he'll never forget that. That's a cool little jingle to help him remember that. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm inspired. This has been so inspiring to hear all of these ideas of how we can connect and share with our children. Please tell everyone where they can find your book and learn more from you. You have so many wonderful tips to share. Oh, you're a dear. Thank you. Tools for Motherhood Resource Guide 1000. uh, School readiness activities moms can use with their young child zero to five years of age to build towards school readiness. And what I've got, I've got it broken down into math, science, social studies, writing, and reading. And then I've got it broken down into age groups, zero to one, one to two, two to three, three to four, four to five, and five to six, so that it's very easy for moms to follow. Now, the book before that is uh, You Really Can Make a Difference, Seven Strategies Moms Can Use to Support School Readiness for the Young Child. And again, this is more of the foundational book, talks about brain research, attention span, how long is a child's attention span, and also what can you do during the different cycles of a child's day, depending on how old they are. All right, so those two books, uh, I've got another one coming out here in another month. 
So anyway, to keep you updated, I've got a, it's a website called toolsformotherhood.org. And I've got a lot of fun things that I share that's just free uh, strategies because my goal is to empower mothers so that they can make a difference in their young child's life. It's my passion. It's what I was created to do. And I absolutely love doing it. Wow. Well, we're so grateful that you were able to come and share that passion with us today. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Loved being here. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Station Park, who believes in women-led businesses that are changing the world. If you want a place to come visit, to dine, shop, or connect with your loved ones, Station Park is only 20 minutes away from downtown Salt Lake City and has a gorgeous outdoor dining and shopping experience that you can walk among the shops and create memories that will last forever. If you happen to be in the middle of the square, Twigs Restaurant is right there in the middle, one of my very favorites. You've got to get the pesto margarita chicken and end the night with the dipping donuts. Trust me, tell them I sent you, it will change your life. Hey, if you're listening to this episode and thinking that it's something you want to learn more about, Dr. Mary Duncan has books available that are linked below as well as I want to tell you about my time for us journal, which is now available on Amazon. It is created for children two through 12, and it's meant to be done side by side mother and child. So let me show you a little bit what it looks like inside. There are questions to talk about the weather, their mood and creative questions each day that are unique prompts and also an activity page on the opposite side. So what's really special about this book is that it helps children identify emotions to have an emotional health and be able to talk about how they're feeling. And it's also really fun to talk about creative ways that you can explore together. There are two volumes on Amazon. They're available right now and they're under $10. So I hope you'll go check them out. You can see the link to them below. Please subscribe if you like this episode and feel free to leave a review. I love hearing from you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at call me CEO podcast or at CamilleWalker.co. I'll see you next time.